1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I am your host, Tyler Kern. And joining me on the line is John Deming. He's the executive vice president and chief operating officer at Safe Drain Stormwater Holdings. John, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me on.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you about this because this seems like it's a big issue right now when we talk about trash management, and it seems like um, something that's becoming an increasingly large problem as you know the population around the world continues to swell. You start to see uh, that this is a, a big issue. You know, dirty lakes, dirty rivers, dirty creeks, and things like that. So, John, is there a way really to quantify how big of a problem poor trash management is around the world right now?
0: I, you know, I, I think this can be quantified uh, by some of the, the proactive measures that the states, the federal government, the states are doing. By implementing trash control procedures, and, you know anywhere if you look at the news and the and the trash vortex out into the in the Pacific Ocean to just you know city streets and how much junk and trash there are, there there is out there on the streets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a great point. Is there being is there enough emphasis being placed on this right now though? Because it seems like um, maybe it should be a bigger deal. It should be something that's more forward in our minds, anyways.
0: Well, and, and yeah, it, absolutely. There needs to be more education, but I, you know, I'm seeing a lot of action from from a lot of cities that are being very proactive in implementing trash control procedures. It, you know, they're not they're implementing them now, but there's a 10 year goal where everything has to be in place in uh, in 2029.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So what are some of these guidelines and regulations that are either in place now or being put in place that municipalities are uh, trying to kind of get up to compliance with?
0: There, You, you have to, in most cases, uh, filter out trash down to five millimeters, which is about three sixteenths of an inch. So it's, you know, it's going to catch your cigarette butts, it's going to catch your straws. You're going to keep trash out, out of the stormwater system, which is just a huge problem. Um, you know, the other thing I think is a lot of Awareness, more public education about uh, not throwing trash on the ground, not uh, not littering, and, and maybe even implementing more uh, recycle and uh, trash bins throughout the city. I'm also seeing a lot of things where uh, a lot of dumpsters and and trucks loads now. You have to have covered uh, trash and and cover your loads when you're uh, when you're driving.
1: Yeah, that seems like something that maybe. Um... I don't know. Has, has kind of always been an obvious thing. If you have a trash truck and you're driving down the road and trash is flying out of it, it seems counterproductive at the at the very least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, absolutely. You look at that and you're like, "What are they doing?" And I, and, I, and even some of the uh, the things that they are trying to do, they, they don't always work. I mean, it's you have a trash collection system and you have trucks going to pick up dumpsters and there's there's spillage there. Uh, you know, there's wind. There's you can't really. Uh, completely solve the problem or cover every base because there's there's so many different avenues and and even if you had a trash can that would never release any trash and you'd have somebody not even throw their garbage in the trash so I, I again I keep going back back to awareness and and really educating the public into in what trash is doing to our environment doing to our, our uh, marine life
1: is that really one of the biggest challenges right now is just education is educating the, the larger public and is that something that you've engaged in a, as a company
0: you know, we do. we We have trash. Uh, we have two facilities. We have trash cans out in front of those. We have public trash cans. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, even cities putting out uh, dog waste, animal waste bags uh, in dog parks and on city streets. I even seen some of my neighbors put their own out there because uh, you know that waste is a problem. But we don't really always see enough trash cans out on the city street. And and in fact, I'm I'm seeing less and less of them.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. Um, yeah, and one that that uh, kind of makes you wonder, I suppose. So, what is Safe Drain's solution to this then, and how has it helped cities kind of come up to a place where maybe they haven't been at this point? What what's Safe Drain's solution?
0: So, we in Safe Drain, we we really pioneered the industry, and, and with our storm drain inserts and our our valve storm drain technology, where we originally just focused on catching spills, stopping spills. That was the big bad thing that you didn't want chemicals or oils going down the drain. And and even when I grew up it, it was common for people to, to dump oil down the storm drain because there was there wasn't any education. You know, we didn't really know any better and as the rules uh, more implemented more rules were implemented, uh, more awareness and you knew that you couldn't do that. So you know, safe drain, always focusing on spill control, realized that we were capturing capturing a lot of sediment and trash inside of our unit. So we've mm-hmm. recently uh, developed a new trash unit just to specifically capture trash or, or anything that you're looking for. We do sand capture, we do trash capture, and it's a system where you can, you can gauge where if you have a citywide project and you are getting 20 pounds of trash per inlet on uh, Main Street, but only one pound of trash on Oak Street, then you really know that where you need to concentrate your efforts and your education. And, and really it's, it can be people, it could be the wind, it could just, could be the industrial, it could be uh, food, supermarkets, or whatever it is. But when you put a device in every storm drain within a city or even a large property, you can identify where people are smoking, you can identify where people are eating. And then again, you go back to education, no smoking signs, more trash cans, more trash cans, uh, more frequent, uh, Service of the drains or, or more frequent emptying of the trash bin.
1: That's really interesting. So there's there's kind of a data capture aspect of this also that maybe people wouldn't be aware of or necessarily think about on the front end, but th- there really is kind of that data and that information that you can gather from what Safe Drain is doing.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, any, anything from like I said, cigarette butts to hypodermic needles or or whatever it is. When you identify something, you can gather that data and then react accordingly. Otherwise. Everything ends up into the storm drain, down in the storm drain system, and then out in the, the local creek, river, or, or even ocean. And you know, years ago, there was a big uproar about needles on the beach. They thought everyone was doing drugs on the beach. It was all in the city, and they were just throwing their needles down the storm drain, and it all ended up on the beach. So that's, you know, if, if you could stop it at the source, which is something we've always wanted to do, is just stop it at the source. We don't, we don't want to collect it downstream. We want to stop it where it happens.
1: Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the installation process. Uh, what, what is that process like, and how long would it take for somebody to go from having nothing there in their storm drains to having safe drain? But
0: That's one of the unique things about safe drain is, is we've uh, we've coined the term uh, and, and probably trademarked it by now of drop-in compliance, where we don't want to go in and do construction. We don't want to risk, um, you know, risk employees or have a lot of traffic backups. Drop-in compliance means we pull the storm during grate up, we drop our product in, and we put the grate back on. We, we can install in, in minutes um,
1: and, and have
0: a, a positive solution, a working solution, literally in minutes.
1: So I, I think one of the questions that someone from a city might ask is, okay, I, you know, th- this sounds great, and I really want to catch you know all of this trash and these other things that are going down our storm drains. But will it at all hinder water going in when you know heavy rains come or something like that?
0: It it shouldn't. Um, if it does, there's not enough maintenance on that unit, or or it's just getting way too much trash, and, and even back into our existence where people would say, we install our product and. And we'd get a call six months later and said this thing's full of dirt. We'd always say we didn't drop off any dirt. That's actually just what you're seeing from your facility now. So if there were a backup, uh, for instance, in a storm drain uh, in a city or a street or, or one particular drain, even you would have to just go back and address what that was. Why is this one individual unit getting such high pollutant loads? And, and go back again and and, and stop stop it at the source. Get you know find the root root cause.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the use cases where you've deployed SafeDrain, um, and, and you've really seen the, the fruits of that, and you've really seen a lot of success come out of that? What are some of these use cases uh, and some of these examples?
0: Yeah, you know, we're doing a case study with a couple, couple of cities now, and one of the things that stands out is that when we go back and present what we've picked up, they're just astonished that, you know, of some of the things that we're finding. Um, and I, and I think that's that's probably um, you know good. when I earlier we were talking about educating the uh, the public, you also have to educate the city. You have to educate the, the end user of what your product is and what you're going to capture.
1: So I'm on your website right now, and you know I, I've scrolled down to the bottom, and there you can kind of see some of these different use cases like aviation, industrial, construction, municipalities. For instance, could you you know could you say like hey we we've installed Safe Drain at an airport to make sure that there's not you know airplane fuel going down drains and into the water system?
0: Yes, absolutely. We've we've installed at most of the major air, airports, um, you know, both in the U.S., uh, Canada, and, and and Europe. We've we have several locations, um, and we have a lot of spills. And there was a very big airport that uh, that called me a couple of years back and said, hey. Um, uh you may have seen on the news there was a spill up here it went out into the bay and i said yeah i, I did And because well you, they didn't tell you but there was actually two spills and one spill went into the safe drain was captured there was no no action no uh no fines nothing um except for some minor cleanup and the other one that we didn't have a safe drain in went out into the bay and, and you know we're facing fines and penalties so if, it's one of those things where people don't don't brag about capturing spills, really, because they don't want to really expose that they had a spill in the first place or a breakdown break in the structure. Um, but we, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've got a lot of installations across the country that, uh, that are working out there and we're really proud of, of the work that we're doing and, and what we're doing for the environment.
1: Absolutely, I, I suppose that uh, people not exactly wanting to brag on uh, on those types of things makes your job a little bit harder as you try to kind of spread the word about it. I suppose, but I, I, I guess that's all just kind of part of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So for you, th- this comes across to me, anyways, as not just a, a company, not just a business, but this is also seems like it's a personal issue to you. Is it like are you are you passionate about making the earth a cleaner place?
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, the the company was um, originally started based on care for the environment. It wasn't a business model where we thought that we're going to get really rich and this is going to be great. It's how do we stop spills, oils, chemicals um, from getting into the environment. And then again, I mentioned earlier that we realized the amount of sediment we were capturing. We tested the sediment. It was a lot of metals, a lot of uh, uh, other pollutants. You know, we did a case study uh, at a large uh, company and, and over a three-year period, we pulled out 45,000 pounds of sediment and 12 pounds of metal. Uh, and to me, if you, if you expand that citywide, it's just, it's, it's a huge plus for our environment. And really, what that's protecting the water resources, and protecting the environment is, is just essential to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned, you know, fines earlier for, you know, municipalities where there's a spill. And that's one thing that I hadn't really considered up until recently is just that there might be that initial cost on the front end installing storm drain and that sort of thing. But I think often people don't think about the fines that could occur on the back end, you know, when things go wrong you know so I, I suppose this is one of those things where you don't really know that there's a consequence a monetary consequence until it actually happens but that's something that municipalities should really be thinking about it's just that these fines are you know are kind of a big deal
0: oh absolutely you know the city's answer to uh, the regional board for the county and the regional board um, and and to the state the state uh re- reports to the federal government so there there is a definitely a a regulatory system where uh, you know cities are are you know the individual industry is answering to the city, the city's answering uh, to the regional board, county, and they're answering to the state, the states uh, answering to the federal government. So there, those are rules uh, placed beginning
1: at the federal level yeah absolutely well it's it's incredible stuff that you're doing and uh for me i appreciate you know the the concern placed uh for the environment and um and and i appreciate the work that you're doing because it's not just uh again it's not just a business it's something that uh is making the world a better place and so john thank you so much for joining me and uh explaining a little bit more about what you're doing there with safe drain and uh how it's moving forward in the future
0: absolutely thank you very much i appreciate your time
1: Thank you for listening to this Market Scale podcast. For more content just like it, head over to marketscale.com. Click on industries at the top of the page and then scroll down and find the industry that most interests you. There you'll find podcasts, written content, as well as videos. We'll be back soon with another episode of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.